Hi everyone, I'm Beck. I'll be reading the Bible. The passage is from Matthew chapter 28, verses 16 to 20. Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Friends, as we come to God's word, would you, would we pray and ask for the Holy Spirit to come and fill our hearts and uh, give us hearts open and ears to hear. Thank you for your presence. Lord Jesus, thank you, Father. What a beautiful time to be here with you. Give you thanks, give you praise. We worship you, we adore you. Holy, holy is your name. Thank you for dying, shedding your blood. You are the saviour, you're the deliverer, you're awesome, you're worthy of our life, of our love, of our time, energy, everything. Without you, we are nothing. And with you, we are super precious in your sight. Lord, speak to us. Excite our heart about loving you and about being your witnesses. In Jesus' name, amen. Our message today uh, is called, You Will Be My Witnesses. You Will Be My Witnesses. That's what Jesus said to those who follow him. Friends, the disciples... Um, were the most effective witnesses the world had ever seen. They were able to take the message of Jesus to all the world and see it turned upside down in faith for Jesus. Now this morning we want to look at four main principles which made these disciples super effective. And I believe they can make us effective too. Number one, The disciples worship Jesus as the resurrected Lord, as we heard in this passage. They worshipped him as the resurrected Lord. This is the first principle of being an effective witness for Jesus, is to worship him as your Lord. In uh, Matthew 28, 16, it says, The eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, They worshipped him. They worshipped him. This happened straight after Jesus rose from the dead. Friends, when when the disciples saw that Jesus had risen from the dead, they worshipped him as the resurrected Lord. The one who had defeated sin, Satan, death and hell. The one who defeated the Jewish authorities and the power of Rome. No wonder... They worshipped him. They worshipped him as Lord and became his witnesses, sharing his message everywhere, even when it meant death for them. They worshipped him. They worshipped him by believing and submitting to him as the ruler of their life. They worshipped him by living, living to love him with all their heart in a close walk with him. They worshipped him by obeying him and putting his word into practice. They worshipped him by serving him, 
through sharing his message and being salt and light wherever they went. Friends, Jesus must be worshipped by you before others can take you seriously and worship him. Now I want to share a story of a couple who are truly worshippers of Jesus and a great witness to him. Their names are Sharbil and Ariane. I'm sure the picture is up there somewhere. Well, this is um, on my right hand, the guy with the blue beard, his wife, kids, mother-in-law, brother and sister, whole family. The other two just got baptized as well on the other side. He's a professional basketball player, but that's not about him. It's about this guy, Shadville and Ariane. Um, on this uh, recent trip, we had the privilege uh, to meet uh, this couple and disciple them as they were new believers, and they had hundreds of questions, literally. Um, after discipling them for about uh, four months, uh, they grew fast, they became grounded, and uh, I baptized them just before uh, we left to come here. At their baptism, they shared uh, their testimonies, and it was powerful. Their mother-in-law, is not, a, not born again, uh, was, was really touched uh, th- by their testimony, and also so many people there. Let me say that Sharbil and Anyan are both true worshippers of Jesus. They are so in love with the Lord, they're so obedient to him, and they are dynamite in their witness to their family, to their friends, to people they work with. Uh, He's a professional, has a, a company, very successful, and I tell you, they are truly Uh, people who love the Lord and are about their father's business, sharing his word. Recently, uh, Sharbil and Ariane, this is the uh, one amazing story, is that recently they um, visited, uh, they went uh, to visit their, their, uh, well, Sharbil went to visit his father-in-law, or Ariane's father. Um, They went to visit him, and he's a a big businessman, Super successful, been working in Saudi Arabia for about 30 years, very hardened man, an atheist, and uh, really did not care about God. Uh, But when they visited him uh, for two weeks, they shared Jesus with him. As a result, he witnessed their changed lives. He witnessed how both of them have been transformed by Jesus, and he made a commitment to follow Jesus. And then Shadabil sends me this video baptizing his father-in-law in Saudi Arabia in the pool. And his wife said, I cannot believe what God has done. Isn't God good? And this is because Shadabil and Ariane are witnesses for Jesus. Two, the disciples obeyed the command of Jesus to go and share his message. This is the second principle to being an effective witnesses. It's going and sharing. Jesus said in uh, verse 19, Matthew 28, Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, all people. Friends, this command by our Lord requires obedient going. Whether overseas or here in our job, in our studies, in our home, in our leisure, wherever it is. And as we go about our daily life, We are to be his witnesses, sharing his message. Now, the obedience of the disciples was a second mild obedience, just like Jesus taught them. He said, if someone asks you to go a mile with him, go a second. And this is what they did. 
they went. Friend, it is in obedient going in a second mile sacrifice that will cause us to see miracles happen in our lives and in the lives of others when we truly go from that obedience. Obedient going is the second principle of being an effective witness. Will you obey and go today and share about the one who loved you and saved you? My second story is of Alex. There you go. Uh, Alex, the one there, this young man, a very sporty, athletic. Um, Alex visited our church, and that's his family, his sisters and father, and they all uh, have a story. Uh, they vis- he visited us on Good Friday five years ago with his father, girlfriend, and cousin. Uh, they, were, they were so moved by the service on Good Friday that they came uh, two days after the Resurrection Sunday. This time, Alexei brought more cousins and also his sister, Talin. Alex shared with me how at the age of 16, his mother divorced his father and left them and went back to France. This devastated Alex. He became a uh, uh, drug addict, alcoholic, and he just started living life crazy, He became suicidal and suffered with severe insomnia. Uh, But through searching on the internet and reading the Bible, Alex became a follower of Jesus. And as he searched for a church, he found us. Alex, there in our church, as we began to disciple him, grew fast uh, in the Lord and became strongly committed uh, to Jesus and to serving him faithfully in our church He is a living miracle of someone who should have been dead. He is uncompromising in his faith and is an amazing witness for Jesus. Uh, This is not the end of his story. Through his witness, his sister Talin, the second next to him, uh, Talin came to our church and Joyce and I started to disciple her once a week. Now when she... Uh, came to our house, we were shocked to discover that some years ago, she used to be our neighbor living right underneath our apartment. During that time, when Joyce would do the vacuuming or the kids might run around the house, Talene would come rushing up to our door, knocking and telling us off about the noise. She was a horrible neighbor and And they were a difficult couple, I must admit, who made it hard for us and for our kids to relax in our very home. We had to be on the edge about making any noise. I tried to connect with them, but they made it impossible. They weren't interested. So I prayed for them, and they moved out. (laughs) Always something happens when you pray. We never saw them again until she turned up with her brother, Alex. And he, we were amazed by God, how she now was praying with us up above the, her old apartment to receive Jesus and to be discipled by us. And I'm now her pastor. But that is not the end of this story. Alex also witnessed a lot his long-term girlfriend who was not interested in Jesus and uh, 
One day he told her that they could no longer be intimate because this should only happen after marriage. As a result, they separated. Alex loved her very much, but he wanted to obey Jesus. It seemed all was lost for him for a few years. But while we were in Lebanon recently, I, uh, she asked us, his girlfriend asked to see us. So we met with her, and after an hour and a half of witnessing to her and answering her questions, she knelt and she prayed and committed her life to Jesus with tears. How good is our Lord? How amazing. Saved Talim, now saved Anna. But this is not the end of this story. At the same time, Alex and his other sister, Alim, who's somewhere there in the middle, not Talim, uh, visiting from Dubai with her husband, uh, uh, she asked Talim, her sister, to put a meeting, uh, organize a meeting with us uh, to, to know more about Jesus. So we met with her, and after an hour and a half of sharing God's message and answering questions and her telling us that she had enough of the, of the, the lights and the wealth and the living of Dubai, that she was empty and she needed something more. She knelt and prayed and sincerely received Jesus as her Lord. What a Savior. What a mighty God. This is because Talim was a witness for Jesus. Alim then came to church on Sunday, and after the service, she thanked me for helping her to know Jesus, and then said to me, Pastor, four years ago, I was finding it difficult to fall pregnant, and when we came to Lebanon, I visited your church and asked you to pray for me to fall pregnant. Well, shortly, I fell pregnant. Now, we want a second child. <laughs> and it's been difficult to fall pregnant again, and we've seen doctors, etc., but could you please pray for me? So I did, and a month later she felt pregnant. <laughs> I have finally discovered my gift. <laughs> I also baptized Alex and Talim together, brother and sister. What a sight. My horrible ex-neighbor, <laughs> who's now beautiful in Christ. So I baptized Alex and Talin on our last week. Their father was sitting at the front hearing them share their testimonies. After the service, he said, thank you so much, Pastor, for all you've done for my family. With tears streaming down his eyes, he said, I pray the next time you return to Lebanon, you'll be baptizing me. What a God. What a Savior. It's because Alex and Talin were witnesses, were his witnesses. Thirdly, the disciples were effective because they were aware of the presence of Jesus with them. They were aware that he was with them. In verse, at the end of verse 20, Jesus gives a powerful promise and he says, and surely I am with you to the very end of the age. This is one of the most powerful promises that Jesus gives and but it has a condition attached to it. He says, as you go, go and I will be with you. As we go and share, he is with us. He is with us, giving us all that we need.
the disciples became effective witnesses because they knew that Jesus was with them. As you go, Jesus will be with you. Finally, the disciples were effective witnesses because they were continually filled with the Holy Spirit. In Acts chapter 1, Jesus said to the disciples, do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the Holy Spirit, for you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Well, he promised them that. And ten days later, it happened. As they gathered continually for prayer, the Holy Spirit came and filled them. And guess what happened? They were empowered and became witnesses everywhere, sharing his message with power and effectiveness. As a result, they reached the world with his message, and they saw the world turn upside down for Jesus. Being filled continually with the Holy Spirit made their faith real and powerful. He gave them joy, wisdom, confidence, boldness. They were filled with his love. They were filled with his forgiveness. They knew his closeness. Friends, if we're not filled with the Holy Spirit, we will not be able to effectively reach others with his message. We will not be effective witnesses. Our spiritual life becomes dead religion. We lose that joy, that love, that peace, that excitement about Jesus. We lose what it means to sense his nearness with us. The good news is that we can be continually filled with the Holy Spirit and recharge. We can be. As we spend time with God, with our Lord in prayer and in the Word, as we seek to obey and put it into practice, we can be filled. As we seek to share his message, we will be filled, friends. God wants us to be filled continually with his Holy Spirit. And this is a major factor to being an effective disciple witness of Jesus. I finish with this story. About seven years ago, I used to take Joel to soccer training our son. And while watching him, I was watching opportunities to be a witness to other parents. As a result, I had many conversations and God really used that. One amazing story I will never forget. It was about a, a boy, a young man, 14 years old, named Ryan, whose father, Nadim, I gotten to know and spoken with about Jesus. Nadim is a wonderful person, um, but he told me that he was not interested in God, and he gave me all the excuses why he does not believe in God. I, used, I tried my best to persuade him, but nothing worked. I'm not the type to give up. So I started to send him invitations to many events every Christmas, every Easter, every Palm Sunday, every excuse, and uh, invite him and send him flyers. He would always say, I'm flying, or I'm out of the country, or whatever. And it's true, he owned two companies, and he was big business, he's always going around. But recently, on this trip, 
I got the shock of my life when after two months of being in Lebanon, I saw Nadim visit our church. He said, Father Milad, how are you? And then introduced me to his son, Ryan. He told me how Ryan uh, was reading his Bible and has a, had a thirst for God and wanted to know more. He told me that Ryan asked him to, to be taken to an English church. And so I thought of you. And here we are. Well, at the end of the service, they told me how they loved the service. And to cut a long story short, through Ryan, this 14-year-old, who I had the privilege to disciple briefly, to visit with him and his parents, God has used this young man to bring his father, Nadim, his cousin, his mother, and others to the Lord. Ryan told me, how he is sharing his faith with his cousins and his friends at school. He said, Pastor, I don't care if they reject or laugh at me, because I know Jesus has saved me. He has set me free from sin, and I have life. Wow. What a double wow. And this is not the end of Ryan's story. And let me tell you, this is not the end of your story. Jesus said, you will be my witnesses. And friends, you will be effective witnesses if you worship him, if you obey him, if you're aware of him in your life. Let him fill you continually with his spirit and see the story continue. See lives touch, people change. Because he is an amazing saviour who is worthy of every bit that we give him. Glory and honour and praise to him. Amen. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this morning. Thank you for uh, being able to share your word. Thank you for the love that you have loved me with through this church and through these many friends here. Lord, we're overwhelmed with the love we've been shown, with the generosity, with the care, with the respect, with the friendship. Thank you, Dad. Thank you, Lord, for giving us such family, such friends. Lord, thank you for taking us on a journey that we could never believe, could never imagine what you could do and what you have done. Would you please, Father, touch each one here and take them on the journey that you have for them in being yours, lovers of yours, and lovers of others. Fill us with your spirit this morning. Excite us and inspire us, cause us to be truly in love with you. For we know, Father, that it's only one life. It soon will pass, and only what's done for Christ will last. Amen.